Today on Commuter Bible, the book of Ezekiel concludes with a vision of a life-giving river that flows from the temple, surrounded by trees that feed and heal God's people. It's Ezekiel chapters 45 through 48 and Psalms 142 and 143. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. For modern audiences like us, these concluding chapters may feel more like drudgery than delight. But for the original audience, these final depictions would have been the most exciting. Ezekiel once brought a message of condemnation and despair, but now that those prophecies have come true and Israel has spent 25 years in exile, Ezekiel brings a message of hope and restoration. Some of today's revelation is otherworldly, as Ezekiel sees a river coming from under the temple. It recalls the Garden of Eden, the tree depicted in Psalm 1, all while pointing us forward to the river seen in the book of Revelation. Ezekiel chapters 45 through 48 When you divide the land by lot, as an inheritance... Set aside a donation to the Lord, a holy portion of the land, eight and a half miles long and six and two-thirds miles wide. This entire region will be holy. In this area, there will be a square section for the sanctuary, 875 by 875 feet, with 87 and a half feet of open space all around it. From this holy portion, you will measure off an area eight and one-third miles long and three and one-third miles wide, in which the sanctuary, the most holy place, will stand. It will be a holy area of the land to be used by the priests who minister in the sanctuary, who approach to serve the Lord. It will be a place for their houses, as well as a holy area for the sanctuary, There will be another area eight and one-third miles long and three and one-third miles wide for the Levites who minister in the temple. It will be their possession for towns to live in. As the property of the city, set aside an area one and two-thirds miles wide and eight and one-third miles long, adjacent to the holy donation of land. It will be for the whole house of Israel. And the prince will have the area on each side of the holy donation of land and the city's property, adjacent to the holy donation and the city's property, stretching to the west on the west side and to the east on the east side. Its length will correspond to one of the tribal portions from the western boundary to the eastern boundary. This will be his land as a possession in Israel. My princes will no longer oppress my people, but give the rest of the land to the house of Israel according to their tribes. This is what the Lord God says. You have gone too far, princes of Israel. Put away violence and oppression, and do what is just and right. Put an end to your evictions of my people. This is the declaration of the Lord God. You are to have honest scales, an honest dry measure, and an honest liquid measure. The dry measure and the liquid measure will be uniform, with the liquid measure containing five and a half gallons, and the dry measure holding half a bushel. 
their measurement will be a tenth of the standard larger capacity measure. The shekel will weigh 20 geras. Your mina will equal 60 shekels. This is the contribution you are to offer. Three quarts from six bushels of wheat and three quarts from six bushels of barley. The quota of oil in liquid measures will be 1% of every core. The core equals 10 liquid measures on one standard larger capacity measure, since 10 liquid measures equal one standard larger capacity measure. And the quota from the flock is one animal out of every 200 from the well-watered pastures of Israel. These are for the grain offerings, burnt offerings, and fellowship offerings, to make atonement for the people. This is the declaration of the Lord God. All the people of the land must take part in this contribution for the prince in Israel. Then the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and drink offerings for the festivals, new moons, and Sabbaths, for all the appointed times of the house of Israel, will be the prince's responsibility. He will provide the sin offerings, grain offerings, burnt offerings, and fellowship offerings to make atonement on behalf of the house of Israel. This is what the Lord God says. In the first month, on the first day of the month, you are to take a young, unblemished bull and purify the sanctuary. The priest is to take some of the blood from the sin offering and apply it to the temple doorposts, the four corners of the altar's ledge, and the doorposts of the gate of the inner court. You are to do the same thing on the seventh day of the month for everyone who sins unintentionally or through ignorance. In this way, you will make atonement for the temple. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, you are to celebrate the Passover, a festival of seven days during which unleavened bread will be eaten. On that day, the prince will provide a bull as a sin offering on behalf of himself and all the people of the land. During the seven days of the festival, he will provide seven bulls and seven rams without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord on each of the seven days, along with a male goat each day for a sin offering. He will also provide a grain offering of half a bushel per bull and half a bushel per ram along with a gallon of oil for every half bushel. At the festival that begins on the 15th day of the seventh month, he will provide the same things for seven days, the same sin offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, and oil. This is what the Lord God says. 
The gate of the inner court that faces east is to be closed during the six days of work, but it will be opened on the Sabbath day and opened on the day of the new moon. The prince should enter from the outside by way of the gate's portico and stand at the gate's doorpost while the priests sacrifice his burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He will bow in worship at the gate's threshold and then depart, but the gate is not to be closed until evening. The people of the land will also bow in worship before the Lord at the entrance of that gate on the Sabbaths and new moons. The burnt offering that the prince presents to the Lord on the Sabbath day is to be six unblemished lambs and an unblemished ram. The grain offering will be half a bushel with the ram, and the grain offering with the lambs will be whatever he wants to give, as well as a gallon of oil for every half bushel. On the day of the new moon, the burnt offering is to be a young, unblemished bull, as well as six lambs and a ram without blemish. He will provide a grain offering of half a bushel with the bull, half a bushel with the ram, and whatever he can afford with the lambs, together with a gallon of oil for every half bushel. When the prince enters, he is to go in by way of the gate's portico and go out the same way. When the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed times, whoever enters by way of the north gate to worship is to go out by way of the south gate, and whoever enters by way of the south gate is to go out by way of the north gate. No one may return through the gate by which he entered, but is to go out by the opposite gate. When the people enter, the prince will enter with them, and when they leave, he will leave. At the festivals and appointed times, the grain offering will be half a bushel with the bull, half a bushel with the ram, and whatever he wants to give with the lambs, along with a gallon of oil for every half bushel. When the prince makes a freewill offering, whether a burnt offering or a fellowship offering, as a freewill offering to the Lord, the gate that faces east is to be opened for him. He is to offer his burnt offering or fellowship offering just as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he will go out, and the gate is to be closed after he leaves. You are to offer an unblemished year-old male lamb as a daily burnt offering to the Lord. You will offer it every morning. You are also to prepare a grain offering every morning along with it. Three quarts with one-third of a gallon of oil to moisten the fine flour a grain offering to the Lord. This is a permanent statute to be observed regularly. They will offer the lamb, the grain offering, and the oil every morning as a regular burnt offering. This is what the Lord God says. If the prince gives a gift to each of his sons as their inheritance, it will belong to his sons. It will become their property by inheritance. But if he gives a gift from his inheritance to one of his servants, it will belong to that servant until the year of freedom, when it will revert to the prince. His inheritance belongs only to his sons. It is theirs. The prince must not take any of the people's inheritance, evicting them from their property. He is to provide an inheritance for his sons from his own property so that none of my people will be displaced from his own property. 
Then he brought me through the entrance that was at the side of the gate into the priest's holy chambers, which faced north. I saw a place there at the far western end. He said to me, This is the place where the priests will boil the guilt offering and the sin offering, and where they will bake the grain offering, so that they do not bring them into the outer court and transmit holiness to the people. Next, he brought me into the outer court and led me past its four corners. There was a separate court in each of its corners. In the four corners of the outer court, there were enclosed courts, 70 feet long by 52 and a half feet wide. All four corner areas had the same dimensions. There was a stone wall around the inside of them, around the four of them, with ovens built at the base of the walls on all sides. He said to me, These are the kitchens, where those who minister at the temple will cook the people's sacrifices. Then he brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Next he brought me out by way of the north gate, and led me around the outside to the outer gate that faced east. There the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went out east with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a third of a mile and led me through the water. It came up to my ankles. Then he measured off a third of a mile and led me through the water. It came up to my knees. He measured off another third of a mile and led me through the water. It came up to my waist. Again, he measured off a third of a mile, and it was a river that I could not cross on foot. For the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be crossed on foot. He asked me, Do you see this son of man? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I had returned, I saw a very large number of trees along both sides of the river bank. He said to me, This water flows out to the eastern region and goes down to the Araba. When it enters the sea, the sea of foul water, the water of the sea becomes fresh. Every kind of living creature that swarms will live wherever the river flows, and there will be a huge number of fish because this water goes there. Since the water will become fresh, there will be life everywhere the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside it from Engedi to Eneglim. These will become places where nets are spread out to dry. Their fish will consist of many different kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. Yet its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be left for salt. All kinds of trees providing food will grow along the banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. Each month they will bear fresh fruit because the water comes from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be used for eating and their leaves for healing.
This is what the Lord God says. This is the border you will use to divide the land as an inheritance for the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph will receive two shares. You will inherit it in equal portions, since I swore to give it to your ancestors. So this land will fall to you as an inheritance. This is to be the border of the land. On the north side, it will extend from the Mediterranean Sea by way of Hethlon and Lebohamath to Zedad, Beretha, and Sibriam, which is between the border of Damascus and the border of Hamath, as far as Hazerhadakon, which is on the border of Haran. So the border will run from the sea to Hazar-Enon at the border of Damascus, with the territory of Hamath to the north. This will be the northern side. On the east side, it will run between Hauran and Damascus, along the Jordan, between Gilead and the land of Israel. You will measure from the northern border to the eastern sea. This will be the eastern side. On the south side, it will run from Tamar to the waters of Meribeth Kadesh, and on to the brook of Egypt, as far as the Mediterranean Sea. This will be the southern side. On the west side, the Mediterranean Sea will be the border, from the southern border up to a point opposite Lebo Hamath. This will be the western side. You are to divide this land among yourselves according to the tribes of Israel. You will allot it as an inheritance for yourselves and for the aliens residing among you, who have fathered children among you. You will treat them like native-born Israelites. Along with you, they will be allotted an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. In whatever tribe the alien resides, you will assign his inheritance there. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Now these are the names of the tribes. From the northern end, along the road of Hethlon, to Lebohamath, as far as Hazar-Enon, at the northern border of Damascus, along Hamath, and extending from the eastern side to the sea, will be Dan, one portion. Next to the territory of Dan, from the eastern side to the west, will be Asher, one portion. Next to the territory of Asher, from the east side to the west, will be Naphtali, one portion. Next to the territory of Naphtali, from the east side to the west, will be Manasseh, one portion. Next to the territory of Manasseh, from the east side to the west, will be Ephraim, one portion. Next to the territory of Ephraim, from the east side to the west, will be Reuben, one portion. Next to the territory of Reuben, from the east side to the west, will be Judah, one portion. Next to the territory of Judah, from the east side to the west, will be the portion you donate to the Lord, eight and one-third miles wide and as long as one of the tribal portions from the east side to the west. The sanctuary will be in the middle of it. The special portion you donate to the Lord will be eight and one-third miles long and three and one-third miles wide. This holy donation will be set apart for the priests alone. It will be eight and one-third miles long on the northern side, three and one-third miles wide on the western side, 
three and one-third miles wide on the eastern side, and eight and one-third miles long on the southern side. The Lord's sanctuary will be in the middle of it. It is for the consecrated priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept my charge and did not go astray as the Levites did when the Israelites went astray. It will be a special donation for them out of the holy donation of the land, a most holy place adjacent to the territory of the Levites. Next to the territory of the priests, the Levites will have an area eight and one-third miles long and three and one-third miles wide. The total length will be eight and one-third miles and the width three and one-third miles. They must not sell or exchange any of it, and they must not transfer this choice part of the land, for it is holy to the Lord. The remaining area, one and two-third miles wide and eight and one-third miles long, will be for common use by the city, for both residential and open space. The city will be in the middle of it. These are the city's measurements. One and a half miles on the north side, one and a half miles on the south side, one and a half miles on the east side, and one and a half miles on the west side. The city's open space will extend 425 feet to the north, 425 feet to the south, 425 feet to the east, and 425 feet to the west. The remainder of the length alongside the holy donation will be three and one-third miles to the east and three and one-third miles to the west. It will run alongside the holy donation. Its produce will be food for the workers of the city. The city's workers from all the tribes of Israel will cultivate it. The entire donation will be eight and one-third miles by eight and one-third miles. You are to set apart the holy donation along with the city property as a square area. The remaining area on both sides of the holy donation and the city property will belong to the prince. He will own the land adjacent to the tribal portions, next to the eight and one-third miles of the donation as far as the eastern border and next to the eight and one-third miles of the donation as far as the western border. The holy donation and the sanctuary of the temple will be in the middle of it. Except for the Levitical property and the city property in the middle of the area belonging to the prince, the area between the territory of Judah and that of Benjamin will belong to the prince. As for the rest of the tribes, from the east side to the west will be Benjamin, one portion. Next to the territory of Benjamin, from the east side to the west will be Simeon, one portion. Next to the territory of Simeon, from the east side to the west, will be Issachar, one portion. Next to the territory of Issachar, from the east side to the west, will be Zebulun, one portion. Next to the territory of Zebulun, from the east side to the west, will be Gad, one portion. Next to the territory of Gad toward the south side, the border will run from Tamar to the waters of Meribeth Kadesh, to the brook of Egypt, and out to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the land you are to allot as an inheritance to Israel's tribes, and these will be their portions. This is the declaration of the Lord God.
These are the exits of the city. On the north side, which measures one and a half miles, there will be three gates facing north, the gates of the city being named for the tribes of Israel. One, the gate of Reuben, one, the gate of Judah, and one, the gate of Levi. On the east side, which is one and a half miles, there will be three gates, one, the gate of Joseph, one, the gate of Benjamin, and one, the gate of Dan. On the south side, which measures one and a half miles, there will be three gates, one, the gate of Simeon, one, the gate of Issachar, and one, the gate of Zebulun. On the west side, which is one and a half miles, there will be three gates, one, the gate of Gad, one, the gate of Asher, and one, the gate of Naphtali. The perimeter of the city will be six miles, and the name of the city from that day on will be, The Lord is There. Psalm 142 I cry aloud to the Lord. I plead aloud to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before Him. I reveal my trouble to Him. Although my spirit is weak within me, You know my way. Along this path I travel, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. No one stands up for me. There is no refuge for me. No one cares about me. I cry to you, Lord. I say, You are my shelter, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am very weak. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Free me from prison, so that I can praise your name. The righteous will gather around me because you deal generously with me. Psalm 143 Lord, hear my prayer. In your faithfulness, listen to my plea, and in your righteousness, answer me. Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one alive is righteous in your sight. For the enemy has pursued me, crushing me to the ground, making me live in darkness like those long dead. My spirit is weak within me. My heart is overcome with dismay. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. I am like parched land before you. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Don't hide your face from me, or be like those going down to the pit. Let me experience your faithful love in the morning, for I trust in you. Reveal to me the way I should go, because I appeal to you. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I come to you for protection. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious Spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, Lord, let me live. In your righteousness, deliver me from trouble, and in your faithful love, destroy my enemies.
Wipe out all those who attack me, for I am your servant. All right, everyone, that was the end of the book of Ezekiel. In our next episode, we begin the book of John, a book I've been looking forward to all year. Rounding out the end of the year, we'll read a number of shorter books, but in addition to those, we'll read Daniel, Zechariah, and Revelation. For those who started back in January, we are nearly finished reading through the entirety of God's Word within the course of a year. Stick with it. The finish line is in sight. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.